Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. We have been talking about how our hearts can be defiled by people or by our own bitterness, and uh, if we do not how to resolve them, a bitter root begins to grow in our hearts. You know, with a root that is inside. You never know when it's going to uh, come forth with uh, fruits. So that's why there are people who did not deal with the emotional hurts and relational problem even way back in the past. And when they become Christians or they begin to serve in church. That problem suffers, and uh, so we thought we're dealing with a conflict, uh, personal uh, personality crashes, which of course it could happen. But many times it's because there was a bitter roots that was there. So it's very important that we uh, know how to protect our hearts. As we have learned last week, everything we do flows from the heart. Everything we do comes out uh, through the condition of our hearts. So this evening we want to learn how we can guard our hearts because it affects who we are. It affects the things we do. In the book of Proverbs, twenty-three verse seven, he said, "For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he." So you can see the heart determines the kind of person we are. It determines the things that we do. And uh, the second part of that verse says, "Eat and drink," he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So sometimes, even though words flow from from our hearts, people can still uh, camouflage it. So it's not in the words that we say; it's in what we really believe in our hearts that is the truth of the matter. So someone can say very nice word, you know, come eat, come, you're welcome. But that's not what their heart's intent is, right? They're just saying uh, some very diplomatic words. But uh, the truth of the matter is, they may think you are just a nuisance, a burden. You know, so it's not in what people say, but what they believe in their hearts uh, that uh, determines uh, the kind of person they are. So how do we guard our hearts? Since we realize all of our life, our effectiveness, our the quality of our lives comes from our hearts, and we do not want our hearts to be defiled internally or externally. 
you know, how people can influence us from the outside through what they say internally, you know, the, 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 the emotional uh, problems that we may be having, the negative spirit that, that some people have. So we've got to guard our hearts against that kind of, of, of uh, disposition of the heart. You know, some people, they are, I don't know whether they are born or, or whatever, they are just negative person. Whereas others are very positive, you know, uh, the, when they look at things in life. So if you are that kind of negative person, you really have to protect your hearts. And do not allow that negativeness within you to really destroy and, and, and bind your life. So how do we protect our heart? Let's look at Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 23. He said, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. So, guard our hearts. And uh, how do we do that? We pay attention to the word God is speaking to us. We pay attention to the wisdom, heavenly wisdom, that God is uh, saying to us. It says here, my son, pay attention to what I say. So you are responsible to, uh, to allow what kind of words, what kind of uh, uh, information that you allow into your heart. Pay attention. You are responsible. Pay attention. And then it says, turn your ear to my words. So can you see? We decide what comes into our hearts. But at the same time, the flip side is we determine what we keep out from our hearts, prevent our hearts being defiled. So uh, there are a lot of gossip around, half-truth people are telling that can defile our heart, that can affect how we relate to the person. And so we have to take responsibility to, to filter out things that is not profitable, things that is intentionally to, to cause us to be divided, cause us to have animosity against someone. So watch out for that kind of uh, words that people are saying. We have to keep them out. And that's why sometimes you really have no choice but to stay away from this kind of person. Whether you like it or not, if you have no barriers, if you have no guard against the words of this kind of people, very soon you will be like them. You know, when you hear a lie repeated again and again and again, it becomes truth. 
that's how uh, in, in time past, how uh, government brainwashed the people to have certain kind of, of, of thoughts and, and, and truth keep repeating the, 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 the information or, or the uh, distorted information that they want them to believe. And if you hear it long enough, it defiles your heart. It causes you to think that it is true. And we know it very well in our country as well. You know, this kind of propaganda that's being uh, taught, being, uh, comes through the textbook and so on. Things that is, is not, not true, and, but it defiles the heart. It distorts how one people look at the other people. So you've got to stay away from these kind of people. Don't, don't say, oh, you know, we must have love, we must be accepting, we must be... Well, look at this part of the scripture. When your heart is defiled, demons come in. Demons come to take control. That's how serious it was. You know, that's why right from the outset of this teaching, I mentioned I want to call demon demons so that we will take this uh, message seriously rather than just as if, wow, you know, this is, this is normal. No, because demons are, are behind it to, to control, to take dominion. And if we are dealing with people that we know, it depends on how strong you are. If you have the truth, if you are able to speak the truth in love, if you are able to stand firm and come against what they say, then go ahead and, and, and deal with the person, deal with that kind of uh, uh, inference that people are exerting into our community or cell But if you are not weak, if you are not strong in the word, you are just a passive listener, you have no business to deal with this kind of people. You just have to move away because you are not able to stand against this kind of uh, defilement that, is, that the enemy is trying to do to infiltrate into your hearts to control your life. So be wise. Stay out of it. You know, stay away from this kind of, of people. You can pray. Pray for them and pray that God will deal with them so that they will come to the truth. So we guard our hearts by filtering out, by preventing certain kind of negative, uh, poisonous message from getting into our hearts. But we also guard our hearts by letting in the truth. That's why it says here, pay attention to the words that I speak. Because it's the word of God, it's the it's, it's word of wisdom that God is speaking into our life. So when we allow the Word of God to come in, we allow the truth to come in, it changes, it can transform our hearts from fear, from condemnation, from being so weak, to be strong, to be courageous, 
to be able to stand against the, the tide that comes against us. You know, the Bible tells us about this young man, Joshua. He's young in comparison to Moses, but, but he's not a teenager. So Joshua was appointed by God to succeed Moses, the great man, the great leaders of the Jews, to lead them into the promised land. So can you imagine the tall order that uh, Joshua had to take over? You know, even Moses, the prophet of God, the one who performed so many miracles to bring them out of Egypt, to come through the Red Sea. But he failed in his mission of bringing them into the promised land. So can you imagine the pressure that Joshua will have being less experienced. Moses was trained in the palace of Egypt and yet he could not uh, bring them totally into the, into the promised land. So if you are taking over this kind of role, I'm sure there will be fear, there will be a lot of pressure, anxiety. How are you going to do it? Three million Jews, stubborn, rebellious, ungrateful. How can you bring these people into the promised land? So, I think you, you can imagine the kind of feeling that Joshua had. That's why God has to, has to come to him. If Joshua allowed the circumstances, allowed the people surrounding him to... to uh, influence his heart, he would not be able to stand. But God came to him and spoke to him. In Joshua 1, verse 7 and 8, he said, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So here, Joshua is to pay attention to what God is saying, what Moses is, is uh, uh, instructing him to do. It says here, keep this book of the law, always on your lips. In other words, keep revising it. Keep talking about it. Do not let it leave your mind. Do not let, it, uh, let yourself forget a word. Talks about it. Meditate on it day and night. In other words, you are to allow the truth to really work in you so that it changes your heart. It changes what you think. Meditate on it day and night so that you will not listen to those negative voices, those murmuring, those complaining, those words of fear, 
that is uttered in your environment. But think about the Word of God. Meditate on it day and night so that it becomes your belief. Remember we talk about it's not what you say, but it has got to be what you believe on the inside. And how that comes about is not because you have heard the Word. That is the initial step. But you've got to meditate on it. You've got to talk about it. You've got to allow that words to really permeate your life. It becomes part of your life. You know, I see people, well, some people, they always quote scripture. That's good. And we need to know what the Bible is saying. But you know, it's more important to allow the word to be written in your heart written in your flesh so that you're not quoting scripture anymore. The scripture is written in, in your mind and in your heart. You talk like what the scripture is saying. You think like what God is saying. You do what God is saying. It's, it becomes your life. And that's how we protect our hearts. Unfortunately, in church, we hear the sermon. It may have encouraged us, blessed us, but after that, that's it. Maybe you talk about it in the cell group, and then we forget about it. But the Word of God is telling us you want to protect your heart, you want to guard your heart from being influenced by these other elements, you've got to talk about what God has spoken to you. You've got to meditate on it until it becomes part of your life, until it, it, it determines on what you do. And when you do that, you put it into practice so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. See, the Word of God is not for us to listen but it's for us to obey, it's for us to do, it's for us to carry it out. So it cannot be on the written pages of your Bible. It has to be written into your heart because everything we do flows out from our hearts. And that's why we've got to keep listening and listening and listening to the same message. And Peter knew, the Apostle Peter knew how difficult it is for the Word of God to break through in our life. Because for so many years, we have been so used to the ways of this world, the wisdom of this world, the training that we receive in this world. And many of it is anti-God, anti-what the Scripture is saying, even though they have a measure of wisdom, the wisdom of this world that we heard last week. And Peter knew it was so difficult for Jesus, the teaching of Jesus, to break through into their life and, and, and to transform them. Even the Lord Jesus said, hey, you guys are so slow in learning. How long do I need to be with you? Telling you the same thing, telling you the same thing, and you still didn't get it. 
if the great teacher, our Lord Jesus, is frustrated because of the disciples. Well, what about us? It's not easy. And that's why Peter knew when he wrote the epistles of Peter, he said, I got to remind you again of this thing that you have heard so that you wouldn't forget, so that you wouldn't lose it. And we got to keep repeating the truth that we have received. Because I mean, many times we have heard it. Yes, it, we, we, we hear it. But it didn't go in. And many, many people, after service, after cell group, they forget about the truth. So just listening to the truth is not good enough. You've got to allow the truth to be part of your life by talking about it, by meditating day and night so that it affects. It affects how you think. It affects your heart. And the only way you can do it is you've got to understand the truth. Without understanding the truth, you will forget it. That's how we learn, not by memorizing. Some people say, I'll memorize the scripture. The kids from young age learn, we've got all things are possible. They memorize the scripture, but it doesn't mean anything to them. Until we understand. You see how, if we, if we Christians really believe all things are possible with God, I think we'll change the whole world instead of being fearful and boxing and, and has, having such little thoughts about the greatness of God. So it's, it has to be in our system, our mind, our hearts, our thinking, so that it affects our decision that we make in life. So to remember those truths, we got to understand the truth. Right, uh, So we know how to work at it, put it into practice. Even though we come against uh, opposition, we come against uh, hindrances, frustration, but because we know the truth, we will continue to work the truth into our life, into our situation, until it brings forth fruits. That's the purpose of the word of God spoken to us so that you will be successful, Joshua, in all that you do and you will be prosperous, you see? The truth will bring about this kind of impact in our life, cause us to be successful in the things that we do, cause us to be prosperous, to become rich in our mind, in our physical well-being. This is what the truth wants to do. So we protect our heart by filtering out what we should not be, uh, what, what is poisonous, what is uh, the defilement that, that seeks to enter into our life. We protect our hearts by 
listening, allowing the word of God to really come in and work in our whole being so that that word is written in our hearts. Not just in our mind, not just memorizing it, but it, it really affects our whole being, our thought system and, and affects our decision. And that will cause us to be prosperous and successful. And we have to guard our hearts by storing the truth. Storing the truth. Because sometimes the truth that we receive, it doesn't have an immediate application or impact in our life. But there are times, there are seasons that we go through different kind of experiences. That's the time we need to know the truth. That's the time we need to find the truth that we have received, that we have stored up. But if you have never stored the truth in your hearts, truth that is lost is no truth at all. You've got to store it so that when you need it, you can find it. Look at uh, the Gospel of Luke 8, verse 12. He said, those long, along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and take away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So can you see the enemies are active, wanting to steal that truth from your heart. Isn't it staggering? Even truth that has been received into the heart can be stolen by the devil. So that's why we've got to guard our hearts. We've got to store up the truth so that we can believe and be safe when we go through that kind of a season when we need the truth. And uh, read, let's read Proverbs 4, verse 22. For they are alive to those. You know, listen, pay attention to the words I speak, uh, my son. And then he say, for they are alive to those who find them and health to one's whole body. They are alive to those who find them. So that's why I say you've got to store the words in your heart when you need it. You can find it, right? But if you have forgotten the truth, it will not do you any good at all. So how does those truths that we have stored up come to us, resurface in our life? Look at Luke 8, verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hears the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So these people, they allow the word 
the seed that is planted into their life to change them. They become noble. They become good, a person with good heart. Can you see? The word has done its, the, the word of God, the seed that they receive has done its job. It transformed them. It transformed their inner being, the person. So they are noble. They are good, to, uh, having good heart. In contrast to people who just hear the word and every Sunday they hear the word, but it makes no changes to their life. It makes no changes to the way they think. I told you, Christians are the most dangerous kind of people in church because they, some of them have half truth. Some of them, they listen to the truth. They didn't keep the truth. They think they have heard it. They think they know. But it has no fruits in their life. It doesn't bear fruits. And some of them even despise the preaching of the word, you know, and, and complain, oh, it's the same thing, it's the same thing. But have you received the truth into your heart? Has it changed you? You know, when you talk like that, it means your heart is not renewed. Or maybe that word is really what you need. But you don't want it to speak against you, against your old thoughts, against your values. And that's why you are rebelling, you are reacting. Because you really don't want to hear this truth. I know people like that in church. Right? You don't want to hear the truth. So you could say, oh, yeah, repeating the same thing again and again because you don't want the truth. So we need to retain the word. And then it says, by persevering, produce a crop. That means the truth. You've got to work at it. You've got to put it into practice in your life until it brings forth fruits in your life. So we mention how does these words, how can we find these words that we have received? Uh, it, it can come to you just a thought, right? We have been talking about God's greatness, God's faithfulness, uh, God's uh, can do all things. When you go through a crisis, when you go through a problem, maybe just a thought, God is faithful. Because you don't seem to see God working in your life. Maybe you are proud and arrogant and, and judgmental. If what of God comes to you and say, God is a God of mercy. God is a God of grace. So a thought came to you because of the truth that is stored up in you. And some of you, because you've been receiving the truth, next time you want to accuse and uh, cause us uh, animosity and division within your cell group or beating self member. I hope you remember. I hope the truth will come to you. Hey, stop doing the devil's work. Stop being used by demons to defile many. I hope those truth will come. And that's why we want to repeat and repeat so that it really becomes part of us. We can record them, we can find them, because when we find them, they are life to us. They will save us. They will produce a crop of harvest of righteousness 
in us. If we don't, Satan will work. It will bring about death. And then the other way for us to retain the word is to teach others. That's why he said, talk about it in your mouth. You teach others. The more you teach others, the more you will learn yourself. And every time you teach the same thing, there'll be new revelation. There'll be new understanding. There'll be a deeper uh, truth, uh, deeper depths to the truth that you know. So that's why we need to talk about it with our mouth. And then the other way we can find the truth is by, and remember those truths, is to compose it in a song. And that's why you, we've been writing our own songs. You, you, you can see the truth that is in those songs. We are not writing songs just about our feeling, but it's the truth of God. And every time we sing it, I hope that those truths will just go in and go in. And one day, when you are in a crisis, you are in a situation, that songs will appear, or maybe that sentence of that song will, will just ring in you because the Holy Spirit is ringing you in remembrance of those truths. And that's why it's so important that we know those songs and not just sing and then forget about it, but keep singing and singing so that you can almost memorize yeah, uh, those songs because it goes into your spirit, it goes into your heart, it goes into your mind, and uh, it will bless you. When you are in a moment of crisis, I hope those songs will, will sing to you. It's all right. Yeah, I'm all right because I'm standing in the grace of God. So words like that, that will, the truth that will come to you so that you can hold on to it, you can work, stand firm in the truth until it produces a harvest of righteousness. And then it says, the word of God will bless you in your whole being, in your body. Let's... Uh, Look at the verse again. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Health to one's whole body. So the... the the Word of God, the truth, will affect our well-being physically as well as, as a whole person, mentally, spiritually. It begins to nurture us, strengthen us, so that in the midst of darkness, we see light. In the midst of hopelessness, hopes is in our heart and in our mind. Because those truths have been written into us. And it affects how we think. And some of us may have struggled a long time. And somehow, uh, doubts begin to come in. 
I pray that the Word of God will just come to you again. The truth will come to you again. The song will come to you again and minister to you and take you through so that you will come out victorious. Remember, you, when you got the truth, you persevere. Persevere. Hold on. Persevere. Keep working. Standing on that truth. And it will produce a harvest of righteousness in your life. It may be difficult, but you need to persevere in the truth. Holding on. The enemy wants to steal that truth away from you by casting doubts, by speaking negative voices. You've got to protect your heart. Protect your heart. Keep listening to the Word of God. Keep singing those songs. Allow those words to, to just come into your spirit and into your heart and brings you hope and, and strength. Finally, we got our hearts by checking what comes out from our mouth. Sometimes we really do not know the condition of our hearts. But that's why we need God to search our hearts. And God often search our hearts by taking us through difficult situations squeezing us. Pressure, pain, stress. So that what is inside begins to surface. So that we know our hearts. But there's another way that we can know our heart, search our heart, is by listening to the words that we are speaking with our mouth or what we are thinking in our thoughts. And from there you discern whether your heart is filled with the Word of God that brings life or whether your word, the enemy has come in and wanting to sow into your life is negative, it's destructive, it brings death, it brings fear, doubts, discouragement. And then you have to guard your heart. You have to reject, dispel those negative voices by the Word of God, by allowing the Word of God, the truth that you have known or, or looking for the truth that you need to fill your mind, to fill your heart so that you can rise up and... Uh, life will pour forth from you. So, discern what comes out from our mouth. And especially when people were to point it out to you, the negative thoughts, the negative words, you've got to humble yourself and acknowledge that it's demonic, acknowledge that it's human wisdom, acknowledge that it's not from God. Stop defending those negative voices. Stop rationalizing and justifying as if, you know, well, that is, that is possible. You know, stop those negative voices. 
Because what we speak, what we, how we think, it emits what this world would say an energy. It, it emits a kind of atmosphere that is around you. You want to fill your atmosphere with hope and peace and joy, then you have to allow your whole being to be filled with the word of faith, word of truth. But if you keep thinking those negative thoughts, justifying it and say, yeah, it's possible, well, you're going to destroy your own life and destroying the atmosphere that's, that you're surrounded with because of your negative energy, because of your negative inference that comes from you. And that's why Proverbs 4, verse 25, uh, 24 says, Keep your mouth free from of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Keep your mouth free, from, free of perversity. Things that is unreasonable, unacceptable. You know, some people, they, they just hold on to that, that, that kind of possibility that will never happen. Whenever it happens, well, you just accept it. But it doesn't happen. So why focus on things that is so negative that, that will never happen? Even though it could happen. Why not focusing on things that are true, that is honorable, that is faith-building? And stop talking that kind of perverse words. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips because it will really corrupt the environment, the atmosphere. Keep it away. Stop talking about that. Because the tongue has the power of life or death. It's so powerful. When we speak, things happen in the spirit realm. So whether you allow demons to come and defile your words, your heart, or whether you allow the truth to come and bring life, bring prosperity, bring success to you, is your choice. Is what you allow into your heart, into your mind, and it's what you allow to come out from your heart and from your mouth. From the mouth, Proverbs 10, 31, from the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be silenced. From the mouth of the righteous comes fruit of wisdom. So when we are filled with the word of God, we will speak words that is wise, that, is, that brings life, right? But you will prove those people wrong at the end of the day because those negative things that they say will not come true when we stand on the word of God. So I hope this uh, message will help us to protect, to learn how to protect our hearts. Filter out what shouldn't come in. Take responsibility over what needs to come in. And watch over what's come out of our life. And uh, we will 
allow the word that we have received, the truth that we have received to, to be retained, to store in our hearts by talking, by meditating, by allowing that words to make an impact in our life. Ask yourself, the many messages that you have received, how have they affect your thought pattern? How have they affect your life, how you live your life? Truth that is lost is no truth at all. It's stolen by the enemies. But truth that is in you will continue to grow will continue, when you persevere and work at it, it will produce fruits in our life. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for teaching us how we should guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. And we pray that we will treasure your words. We will want to retain the truth in our hearts and talk about it and meditate on it to allow it to work in our uh, heart, to change our heart, to change our mind, so that what we do will be out of wisdom, it will bring forth fruits, it will bring forth life, it will be a blessing to, to us and to others. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again.